yourselves I can't afford to be here This is small town music This is big town music He's ahead of his time, you know But he can't use it If only he could prove it Well, tomorrow's just a song away A song away A song away Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and joining me today, live and in person, (laughs) vaxxed and boosted, from the Retro Rock Roundup podcast, we have the father and son hosting duo of dad, Mike Wiles, and son, Jeremy Wiles. Get ready to take a walk on the wild side. There we go. I like that. Hell yeah. As we talk about Joan Jett. All right, how are you guys doing today? Very good, very good. I'm feeling great, you know. It's been a long, sunny day, a little somber, but you know, I'm feeling all right. Yeah, so you guys had quite a day. Um, You guys were originally planned to go... Oh, by the way, they're staying here at my house. They're at the house. They're staying in the the Fonzie apartment, and uh, (laughs) and we're recording in in the rock room. Now, you guys had uh, plans to go to Hollywood today. Yes. Guys, we're going to go, you know... Look at the footprints, the handprints, the, the stars, usual the usual stuff. Chinese See, theater, all that, yeah. Chinese theater, Capitol Records building. But then, Mike, you got a text from your wife, Tina. And yes. what did she plan for you guys? She surprised us. And uh, she's a big Universal fan uh, person. But we talked whether... Cause we have I have four boys. Jeremy's just one. Our other son, Josh, is here also. He's 16. Josh is, uh, Jeremy is 19. We have two younger... Uh, boys that are 15 and 12 that couldn't uh, join us. They have school. My wife has work. So they had, we had a wedding to prefaces in San Francisco on Thursday. And that's how this all kind of tied right. together. We planned this out then to come visit Pat. Um, so they had to go home. So, you know, but she's like, well, you could go to Universal. We had talked about it. He said, well, the other two can't go. And we hemmed and hawed. And then she sent me an email last night and called me and said, um, I surprised you guys and got you and Jeremy and Josh uh, the VIP plan for Universal today, which Sweet. included a tour guide and we got through everything wonderful. Food, buffet. Uh, the whole wonderful. shot. So the whole shot, yeah. We want to thank uh, my wife uh, for, for a, a nice, gracious gift to <laughs> now, surprise let me, us. let me ask you something. <laughs> yeah. The two kids that stayed home. Are they going to be pissed off about this? They, they don't do not know they yet. Do, they they do don't not know that yet. No. Is it going to be told, or are you guys going to have to live gonna, live a lie? We're going to live a lie for a while. Right. Yeah, maybe okay. you know. And then we'll, we'll, we'll she'll annoy my wife. She'll make something very special for them, and we've got some other things planned. Well, you know, summer. live a lie until they find out from photos or souvenirs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At some point and yeah. be they're like, going to find out. Yeah, I didn't buy just any. Souvenirs pull it off today. as like a. Oh yeah, we just went on this tour that they had. It was like a special deal we found online. Then I was like, uh, because you know, when it comes to like brother stuff like that, you don't want you guys you don't are want the you guys out. are the older brothers, so you sh- you deserve it. Well, yeah, and also at true. the same time, they, they, I mean, one of them is an AP test they had to go do, so I understand yeah. him on it, but like, so they chose to stay. Um, you snooze, like, you we, lose. Exactly. We we came here. We're having a fun time. Whatever. Whatever. If we go have fun, I'm it sure, shouldn't matter to them. I'm sure Tina. Is having fun stuff with him too. Oh, of course. Oh, she will. Yeah, for sure. Yes. It's not, so. it's not just the top older kids thing. Now, Jeremy, what was your favorite thing at Universal Studios today? Um, so I am currently looking at uh, toy design for future uh, jobs. And 
uh, one of my favorite things is Transformers. Um, I do not like the movies. I much rather like the shows. And I was I was a big fan of the shows as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I remember watching a lot of Beast Wars and anything like that, and anything with the complicated toy design that goes into Transformers. I love. Uh, my friends at college can proffer me where every time I went to Meyer, I would spend about you know half an hour looking at the <laughs> looking toy at aisle the toys. at uh, and looking at all the Transformers they had. That ride was amazing. It was in depth. It was the car moved back and forth, and at points, you know, it felt like you're actually uh, flying. Uh, and the 3D Universal is incredible 3D stuff. Did it make you and sick? It, um, almost. All right, Mike. What about you? Did it make you sick? <laughs> I can take. I took about three or four. I'm not a huge roller coaster mm-hmm. ride fan, but I like those because you get more than just you know you get cool things coming at you, and it's kind of fun. Um, I made it to about five of the rides like that. The sixth one, I sat out and said, "You guys do that." One. Yeah, I was like, I was looking at you. I'm like, "Oh, man, don't well, throw up just yet." Yeah, you're much braver than me. I can't. Uh, I can't do the rides. I'm just. Uh, I'm a little scared, and uh, and I get sick, and uh, I'm a puss when it comes well, to these I, rides. I can't quite. Do like, it. I'm I the same way. You yeah, know, like Six Flags. Like they do the Batman ride. Or no. flip, I never do those. I just say no. I used I'll to watch. do them, and yeah. now it, it was like ten years between amusement park visits. And then I can't do it now. I'm too skittish. Well, here's the thing is that I have gone through with that. I, I, I hate roller coasters for a long time. I just didn't want to go on. The mm-hmm. only ones I went on were like little kitty ones. Uh, and then I went to Disney World okay. during spring break. I think it was like spring break or uh, Christmas. And I was like, you know what? We spend so much money on these tickets. Yeah. I need, to get, I need to get my something. experience ride, out of it. Jeremy. And I tried to get every single ride I can. And I was right. like, and that, that got me out of it. And okay. it just You just got to think about like, Okay, we spent like a hundred, two hundred dollars to get these tickets. We need to you gotta get your money's anything. worth. Exactly. No, right. that's exactly it. All right. Um, and then what's now is Hollywood going to be back on board for tomorrow? Yes, All we right. got a couple things to do in the morning, and then we're going to do the Hollywood and Highland area. I think there's some shopping there, and there's some uh, um, just the classic. the Chinese theater, the Walk yeah. of yeah. Fame. We're going to kind of do the all stuff, that tomorrow. The stuff we were already planning on doing today, we're doing but just do it tomorrow. Do yeah, tomorrow. yeah. All right, now let's discuss Retro Rock Roundup podcast. You yeah. guys are actually going to do an interview from this room tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow, yes, yeah, yes. <laughs> tell us, uh, Mike. Tell us who you're going to be talking to. We are going to be uh, interviewing a- Amy Osborne, um, Ozzy Osborne's daughter. Uh, her band, and I got to confirm this is. Aero, A-R-O, which is actually Amy Rebecca Osborne, her initials. Oh, wow. And uh, it's more of a synth pop, kind of a Kate Bush, PJ Harvey time of music. Okay. Um, and, you know, and she apparently, she's stayed away from the limelight. She didn't want to be on the Osborne show. She's oh, the eldest I, daughter. I don't blame her. She said, you know, that that was going to typecast her career. For sure. And yeah. I think she started out with some singles that she's released a few years ago but then kind of ramped it up it looks like in 2020 she put together a very nice album which i've been listening to and is very good and now she has a new single out that they're really trying to promote and set her you know career going i think with a video and everything and so uh one of the pr reps contacted me and wanted if i could promote it i'm like sure i think I mean, I think it'd be cool just to have, say, you had Ozzy Osbourne's daughter on as a good, right, a good exactly. Step in the right May I say that was one of the weirdest phone calls I ever got. I finished one of my last finals for school. You handled and the PR call. 
I did not have no, a PR when call. when I he called did. him. Oh, when you called him. Okay, he, go ahead, Jim. He called me. It was after all the finals, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, what do you want? He's like, I just got a interview with Ozzy Osbourne. And then daughter. Uh, he goes, anyway. that's the he goes, that's the weirdest sentence you've ever said to me. Yeah. Like, that was yeah. the last thing I was expecting to say. I was like, okay, we got some sort of interview with some band from 1950 that had a one shot <laughs> and is doing a comeback tour. The way I see it is Mike Wyo's son is talking to Ozzy Osbourne's daughter. That's how I see it. <laughs> yeah. Um now Kelly and Jack, they kind of leaned into that show and that actually made their careers. Amy chose to hang back hang back yeah. didn't want to be I part of it that. and uh yeah and i get it she's the oldest daughter and her I voice i mean the music i listen to she's got a beautiful voice very mm-hmm. much i don't want to type like say like adele that type of music wow. you know very pretty yeah. she can she can sing you know and and she seems like she's doing it on her own because he's you know the the ozzy and sharon machine could easily get her some traction but i feel yeah. like she doesn't want that she just she wants to try to really do it and i love that i love that i mean you know, yeah. of course when people just find out oh it's osborne's daughter they're gonna listen to it of course yeah. but she's one of grows that traction separately yeah which i admire a lot more than writing off the back of uh of someone else's fame yeah and she has a band aro and they're actually you know you're you know guitarist to basses and they're all not well known as people that she's selected and she does all the songwriting yeah you got to give her a lot of credit for that too i bet they i bet they gig around la all the time i'm gonna have to look them up yeah yeah Yeah. you should and i listen to their songs too they're yeah i just don't understand to recommend listening to them even and if you could find them it's even better see this is a it's a tough thing though sometimes because did you listen to the music before you said yes or did you just say yes I said yes, and then I listened to the music because I'm like, well, no, I'm sorry, I should. I, I when the the first song they put the PR sent, you know, I mm-hmm. listened to. I'm like, okay, this is good, and then I mm-hmm. listened. I said yes, and then I listened to more. But it was luckily all good. Also, a couple of weeks ago, I get an email, and the PR person wants me to interview this artist who, uh, you know, big in the early '80s, and he has a he has two albums coming out. One's a concept album, and one's an album of re-records of all his hits. And I listened to both and I didn't, I didn't like it. So I didn't respond. Yeah. But then they came back. Like I said, oh, I'll check it out. And, but then I checked it out and I didn't like it. So then he gets back to me like a week later. Hey, did you have a chance to check out the music? And I just told him up front. I just said, look, I'm a fan of his music from the eighties. These re-records don't best those recordings. And I didn't really enjoy the new stuff. So I'm just being honest. I'm going to pass. And the PR person was cool. He's like, I appreciate the honesty. I understand. We'll work again in the future. Yeah. But it's, it's difficult, you know? Well, there's, there's times like that. I'm trying to, cause there's, there's been a few artists where my dad's like, oh man, they sound great. And I'm like, really though? Are you just saying that? Cause you want to talk to them or is it more <laughs> like, it's more like you just want to like. No, most ones have been good. There are, we get a lot well, of. Yeah, no, you get a lot of. The smaller bands are always up in the air whenever we get their stuff. Um, but yeah. the larger bands are somewhat like somewhat more disappointing. Um, of course, there have been like some amazing gems which I pulled out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a note is Terry Draper, who I got on the podcast, and that's a solo artist, Terry he's Draper. Solo, he, yeah, he's he the was drummer from Klaatu. He has oh. he's done his own solo career for. You gotta fill. You gotta paint the picture for me, Jeremy. Yeah, he's the drummer from Klaatu. Okay, the original Klaatu. Yes, original an original Klaatu. member. Okay, yes. Um, and he's done his own solo career. It's, it's amazing. Um, more fantasy driven. Um, 
and more s- calming mm-hmm. Beatles type guitar stuff. Uh, softer, really, exactly softer stuff, soft pop kind of soft rock All kind right, of cool. feel to it. And you know, when you get, when you get things like that, you always got to appreciate when like it's good music. They've been doing it for a while. They've kept up the quality mm-hmm. or because they're not just making music to be like uh, people buy it, right? And you can feel that sometimes when you get like really bad pieces of music in. Yeah, That's absolutely. Now here's the deal that uh, that I think is cool about your podcast. It is a father and son duo. Mm-hmm. Mike, you're forty years older, basically, than yes. Jeremy. Yeah, exactly. Jeremy, did he have to coerce you to do this, or were you immediately I, on board? Uh, here's the funny thing: I've been wanting to do. We did it like a really, really small base level podcast mm-hmm. back in like 2016. Tried it out. Tried it out. We tried it out. We didn't know what we were doing. We had really, really cheap mics off of Amazon mm-hmm. that. We didn't know what an audio board was, so we were recording in the same room. We were having overlap issues, so we ended up recording on the same mic. We didn't even really post. We posted like one or two episodes. And then you just and got discouraged, like, and, and that then, was it. Yeah. But I wanted to do a podcast since, and I was doing research, and you know, I had I had the stuff of an idea of mm-hmm. how to set everything up. And But I was like, eh, we'll, we'll find out. And then later on, when he was starting to listen to all your stuff – you gave him all the info for that. And he was like, I actually want to do this podcast. Again. All right, cool. Good, good, good. And I was on board the moment he mentioned that podcast again. And then when the, like a few days later, we set up a, a table in my dad's office. I hooked up all the equipment, took a day and a half. Cause I had no <laughs> clue how to set up the audio it, equipment. It's, it's difficult to get good audio. It's still, it's a work in progress all the time. It exactly. really is. It is. It really is. I mean, I'm looking at the stuff that you have and I'm like, I'm jealous as all hell based on the, the equipment that you have. But even sometimes I'll still have an audio oh, issue at some point. And it's, you don't uh, know what's wrong until you actually test. I know. Each sometimes component. I plug everything in and I'll, I'll, I'll hear this. And I'm like, what the hell is that? What, Where's this hum coming from? What fly flew into my <laughs> <laughs> into my uh, connector and basically from that point on after mm-hmm. setting everything up I was like uh, yeah sweet we're doing a podcast now and you like the you like the music that Mike likes your dad um, likes I like a majority of the music that he yeah. likes I won't say all of it right 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 <laughs> well I mean he brings in some new things too either new music or like quickly with the story with Clatu he texts me one day and he goes what's this and it was the cover of the first <laughs> album of Clatu he goes it's supposed to be like the Beatles or something. I really kind of like it. And I, I said... I thought it was the Beatles. Yeah, well, I said, well, wait, I know the background of it. I said, well, we'll talk about it. And I gave him the nutshell version. And I so I did some more research how they, you know, back when the Beatles had broken up, but people were all were wanting them to get back together. Right. This band from Canada put some music out that sounds like the Beatles. And Capitol Records, which was the record company, just jumped on board, and because they wanted to remain anonymous, not because of the Beatles, remember, they just were like guys that did not want to be right. a live band. They wanted to yeah. do the studio thing. Well, Capitol Records gets this and runs with it, and run. Then these artists, these you know, these writers say, "Oh, well, it could be the Beatles." Well, they weren't denying it. No, they didn't want the band, to, and they didn't exactly. want the band to Good say publicity. anything. Publicity, yeah, right. You know, and then you know. Three albums go by, it gets out that they really aren't the Beatles. The record sales drop, and the record company cuts them. 
you know so it's a music business you know yeah. but we got talking so we did a, an episode about him and about the i did some research again about the history and the first two albums we talked about and after we were done it got a big response and jerry's like i want to do some more research i want to find these guys mm-hmm. well he finds a drummer in canada who's more than willing to come on and talk to us and you know i think that's the biggest thing is we started doing this just talking about I love albums and you know artists and you know how the cer- certain albums connect and how their discographies work. Yeah, and, you know the ups and downs. Well, that's like your big thing too, is that because I mean, you've seen them on uh, your the name that tune. Yes, yes. Uh, Mike plays a uh, name that tune on Saturdays, and Mike's very good at it. Exactly. He's been doing this for a long time. One playing on the concert, he knows so much about music history and yeah. all that that that's what the podcast turned out to be. It was just a bunch of. The discography and all that and then you know of course because we you you know it goes on all the platforms mm-hmm. spotify and amazon and i etc etc all of a sudden the one day and i think i texted you Pat, i get an email when i was actually waiting to pick up my younger son at school and i get it looking through my emails on my phone and there's a, a message from john waits manager wanting to know if he could be on our podcast and i looked at it and i texted it to pat i'm like is this phony is, is this, this real legit? and i'm like no that's the guy that's, the, that's guy. the guy and you know three weeks later we're zooming with uh john Waite, and he was our first major artist yeah. and he was amazing you, know, you get a lot of ner- get nervous you're you know because i knew john Waite, i knew the babies do i knew him like i know the rolling stones mm-hmm. no but i did a lot of research but he was just the most calming gentleman yep. talked to us for a couple hours and besides everything else not only his music but everybody else's yeah. and you know and then we've just kind of taken that and run with it and um or we switched more from discography history and music history to, to more of an interview kind of went and then you know we've got these interviews set up and then now jeremy started college a year ago last yeah, summer so August. he's an engineering student who's deep into work. So there's a lot of things I just set up and we get to, whenever he can make it, we do it. And when he can't, he can't. And I do it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it just depends on, you know, it, it, the summer now we're going to do some, probably do some more discography things oh, yeah, and things, no. you know. Because you'll be in the same room together. Concert exactly. reviews. We're talking about doing, you know, but the interviews have been really good. And I, you know, I, you know, really like talking to some of these older artists that were sure. one hit wonders. Yeah, and you doesn't? find out that, you know, like in that case, it's, a lot of times it's just because they had a great album and then the record company, somebody leaves and they get stuck. Yeah. And, you know, but we had a lot of different stories and we've also found a lot of new well, artists and some local ones by us in the Chicagoland area that we found are playing some new rock with a lot of retro influences and they've become really and, good friends of ours. And those people are certainly willing to come on your show because oh, they want to get whatever publicity they can well, get in any way they can get it. Uh, here's a little tip for you. Um, and I think you might be a little bit past this now, but when um, our first big, big, big guest was Melissa Etheridge. And so when I would go to get another guest, they would say, well, what guests have been on your show? They would say, plural, what guests? Yes, yeah. And I would just say, well, our most recent guest was Melissa Etheridge. <laughs> so, you know, you can always just say our most recent oh, and just tell them who the, the big person was. Yeah, yeah stretch it. Um, now I've got some more to put in now. Exactly. Yeah, now you got it. Now you're building a, a bit of a list. You got Jim Peterick. You got Mike Reno. Mike Reno. I got John Waite. I got Mick Jagger's brother. Well, you got well, you got Mike Reno, you got you got. uh, (laughs) Thank you for that. Um, Well, and here's the good thing about switching to interviews is that having that draw, people like, oh, I remember that band, I remember that 
yeah. that hits I know that song. Exactly. I know that song. I want to listen to it in a car ride. That brings in the downloads and views yeah. to get us more people later on. Yep. And I think that that alone has built a pretty good audience for us. That's good. That That's what you want to do. It's exactly. all, again, just like the sound, it's a, it's an ever changing, ever increasing, ever expanding thing. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm so, not afraid of switching off into music history and discography again right. with, Oh, not like as many downloads as we had before. Cause you know that people are going to down listen yep. to us now. They're going to try it. Exactly. All and, right. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it's been, a, it's been a fun ride and we've really enjoyed it and it keeps going. Do it for ride. fun. If it's fun, keep doing it. Yes. If it becomes a hassle, stop. No. Yeah. It's always fun. Cause exactly. it's always fun. This is still fun for me. So that's yes. why, you know, 11 years, 12 years, whatever it is. Uh, okay. So today this is the retro rock solid roundup. That's what I'm calling it. <laughs> well, and, thank you. Uh, I feel bad because I just kind of threw this topic to the guys. I said, well, first I said, hey, let's do a Pat Benatar episode. And Mike was like, yes. And then like literally three days later, Christy Stratton, uh, one of my rotating co-hosts and my good friend, she texts me and she goes, have you ever done a Pat Benatar episode? And I'm like, no. And she's like, I want to do that. And I'm like, you're in. So then I had to tell Mike, "Mm, yeah, Pat Benatar off. Forget it. So then I just said, how about Joan Jett? Because I've never done a Joan Jett episode. I didn't even ask you if you like Joan Jett. I didn't even do any of that. I just like kind of said, I just force fed it to you. Well, I'm familiar with Joan Jett and I like her raw. Familiar. Well, I like her also because I like her raw energy. Mm -hmm. I like the, I I like stripped down music Mm -hmm. more than I maybe like progressive music. He likes progressive music too. But he also likes you know, things like the clash and things where right. you know, it's just stripped down punk sure. rock. Yeah. I love and, punk rock. and it's just simple, you know, and I'm a big, as you probably know, a Keith, a Rolling Stones fan. I just love uh, the Keith Richard riffs. And there's a lot of that yeah. here and a lot of influence here. So I, and then, so that made me again, like I, with a lot of these artists, I go back and start listening more to them and you really get into them. Yeah. And you listen to the albums and, you know, uh, and you know, she has one basic sound, but it has evolved, and it has, yeah. you know. And um, I actually saw her live, and I don't even think we knew. Uh, my wife and I went to see Aerosmith in two thousand four, and she happened to be the opener, and uh, she was better than honestly, she was better than Aerosmith. Aerosmith, we've wow. seen at different times. And yeah, some are really good. We saw them in two thousand two, and they were amazing. This was an off night. Okay. Um, I would, I would say, but she was great. You know, and she's older, but and I'm not sure which Blackheart she had at that time. Right. I'm kind of going through this, but they were very young. Okay. The guys looked like in like 21, 22 years old, but they were they were fantastic. Yeah, because it's always Joan Jett, and then the Blackhearts could be whoever she decides are the Blackhearts. Correct. Yeah. Correct. All yeah. right. So you had to get into these. You had to listen to these. Yeah, you had I homework. Like, you had I homework. Did. I had yeah. homework. You yeah. know, did the best that we could to so, refresh ourselves. We're gonna play. We're going to go through the discography. We're each going to play, pick one track from each album. So it'll be like three songs from each of the albums. And, uh, and that's it. I've been, I've tried to get Joan Jett like many, many times and her people always answer me, but it's always a no. Joan, Joan doesn't want to do it. She doesn't have anything to promote. So then she has something to promote. Joan's not doing any interviews. You know, it's just like, it's a frustrating It's it's stubbornness. I'm always saying stubbornness. That's kind of mean. And and I don't know what the reason is, you know, and I try, you know, I try to Watch coerce it. them the best I can, but you so get, far, no, no Joan Jett yet. She but, did sign your album on the wall. I see well, it. now here's the story about that. You can see how nicely it's uh, signed. It says to Pat, keep on rocking hard, 
Love, Joan Jett. Now, if you just wait outside the concert, she's not going to sign it like that. No. So I'll tell you how I got that. That's one of the few on the wall that I didn't get myself. When she was, uh, when they were filming the Runaways movie, Mm -hmm. Joan was scouting locations. Oh, I'm so bummed that I forget the guy's name that got this for me. It's one of Pilar's friends and clients. And he said, does Pat like Joan Jett? And Pilar said, yeah. He goes, I'm with Joan every day. Do you want me to get something signed? And Pilar said, absolutely. So the album that she signed is the album called Album. Right. And I picked that because there's so much empty space on it because it's just a yellow background and Joan leaping in the air. Yeah. So he's the one that got that signed for me. So obviously she signed it super nice. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's one of the, that's one of the few that I did not get in person, but yes, it is up there. It works. It works. All right. Let's get into it. Mike and Jeremy, we will go around the table. We'll start with, we'll go Jeremy, Mike, and then it'll come to Pat. I'm going to ask you guys to do one thing. If you could set your phone, Mike, if you could put your phone on the couch and Jeremy, if you could put your phone on the floor, because sometimes that will interfere with these microphones. Okay. All right. We're that's set. No problem. Jeremy, what's your first song from the album, 1980s? Bad Reputation. I think it was originally released and it was just called Joan Jett. Yeah. And then I think the song Bad Reputation was getting some play, so they changed the album title to Bad Reputation. But that's all I know. Yeah, that's uh, that's much as all I know. <laughs> yeah, that's well, all we know. My, well, my dad gave me this uh, assignment and told me, just listen to this Joan Jett. I, I, got, I got this compilation for you. Just go take a listen. I was like, okay, okay. Uh, the song that stuck out to me was uh, You Don't Own Me. You Don't Own Me. And is this one of her covers or is this an original? Do we know? This is a cover, I believe. Cover. Yeah. Here we go. Let's hear a little bit of it. You don't know me. You don't own me. I'm not just one of your many toys. You don't own me. Don't say I can't go with other boys. Tune. I like it. I love it. Yeah. I love the whip. My favorite part about it is the piano and into guitar. Um, I'm, uh, if, for anyone who listens to the podcast, they know I'm a big Paul McCartney fan. Um, I love older stuff, newer stuff, and like uh, Live and Let Die, uh, that kind of tone of it's a really nice soft piano into this really good guitar yeah. and drums. Uh, I love like the kickback feel of it where it's like you can't beat uh, it. it it's, it's something like stage light where it's just like the um the, the kick in the air and the fist like it's, it's the <laughs> punk of it where it's just like dun, 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 dun. and this is a mellow tune for Joan Jett it is yeah and it's but it, I, I think that the key part of that is that it's because it's so mellow it, it sticks out yeah especially to me when you get something like that from an artist I like that you picked something out of uh 
out of the box exactly. for Joan Jett. I love out of the box. Stuff. And that's, I think, again, I really like, and people may at me, as you may say, I like a lot of her covers better than some of the originals. She does a great job. And she I makes think, these covers her own. Because this was on uh, the Dirty Down Dancing soundtrack, but I can't remember what the cover original band mm-hmm. was. And I think this is better. I really I, like it. I yeah. agree with that. I forget the original band as well, but I I know what you're talking about, and I agree with that. Let statement. me see if I can find it. This is, it was originally sung by Leslie Gore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There we yeah. go. That was it. All right. Mike, what's your next, or your first song? The first song that I pick from this album is one of my favorite Joan Jett songs. I love this song. It's a great song, great video. Um, do You Want to Touch, or is it Do You Want to Touch Me? Do You Want to Touch, touch me, me? Question mark, mark. And then parentheses oh yeah exclamation point oh there you go i forgot the parentheses <laughs> wow. part that's yes. a lot that's a lot and you know might you know long but title it's just the typical you know the riffs the chorus the kind of call and response chorus that mm-hmm. she puts into her songs yep. and it's to the point and it rocks and of course the answer to the question is yes <laughs> <laughs> that Joan Jett from The Runaways would be the biggest star from The Runaways. I mean, obviously you always think that the lead singer's going to go on and have yeah. the big career, but Joan Joan wanted it, I think, more than any of the other girls in that band. Yeah, I agree with it. Like, she just stuck out, she just stuck out, put a little bit more effort but yeah, into she's just stuff. Yeah, she's like, well, this is what I want to do, and I'm not going to do anything else until I succeed. Yeah. I, I love that Runaways movie uh, because I think Kristen Stewart is is Joan Jett. I mean, th- I think that's her best acting I've ever seen her do. Wow. When I watched it, I was like, I could not believe how much she walked and talked and everything just like Joan Jett. The drums on this is highly, I think her drum set stuff is also highly underrated. That, that mm. The beat, you know, she's yep. had a plethora of different drummers, so it wasn't just the one drummer. I think it was uh, Paul Simmons on this one, but they've changed, but it always has that sound. Yeah. That's always very good. Well, she gets this classic punk sound to it. You're yeah. in the clash, you're in, where it's like the, and it's just this constant, really good punk beat that goes with any kind of righteous or. But then she makes it right. poppy, exactly, and that's that's the style of. It's catchy. Uh, yeah, that's the style of the jet. Now, <laughs> this is uh, this is one that she did co-write, and if you've seen, I think Shrek Two. And you know this song. All 
All right. I think we have three winners from that album. Good job, Thank guys. you for choosing that. Good that job, That was guys. my second place. That was your second, that was, second that was, one? That was, that was the second. I was like, if it wasn't for the piano and uh, <laughs> and the song I chose, it that would have been that one. I, All right. Well, I'm glad, that, head banging. I'm, I'm glad that you got uh, both of your picks played. Yeah. Kind, I kind of a cheat. I got to be yeah. honest with you. I, I, um, I cheat the system sometimes. <laughs> um I, one thing I wonder about the sound, and I know she has a majority of it to do with it, but Kenny Laguna is listed as a producer on pretty much every album, and he provides keyboards. Mm-hmm. And and I looked up his past, and he had did some song minor songwriting for other bands and stuff, but he's on every album, and I didn't realize until I looked closer that he was inducted with her in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame along with the Blackhearts, which yeah, is interesting. Yeah, uh, Kenny and her are longtime partners i think professional not personally but professionally and um he i think he might manage her i mean yeah he's like she's all in on the kenny and um yeah he's been a part of pretty much every album and maybe he's he's helped shape that sound apparently because you know how many producers are inducted with the band not many no not many very little all right 1981 the second album comes out the album's called i love rock and roll this thing goes platinum and just this is an iconic oh, album. So, Jeremy, what do you got from um, I Love Rock and Roll? I love, from I Love Rock and Roll, I have uh, Crimson and Clover. Which is a Tommy James and the Shondells cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a big fan of her covers. What can I say? And um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see how high this charted because I know that it did. That song was released as a single after I Love Rock and Roll. I Love Rock and Roll went to number one. Yeah. Crimson and Clover went to number seven. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, the slow pace of it, and I think somewhat of a more of iconic beat. I mean, of course, I Love Rock and Roll has the, um, heard the classic, the guitar riff from it. But this is just nice. It's smooth. Um, and I'm, I'm, a sap, I'm sappy for anything kind of like, <laughs> like this. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big punk fan, but whenever I see slow songs like this, I can't help but. And it's perfectly produced. Off. The production is on point with exactly. these records. Yeah, they're sonically great. Yeah, and let's see who. Uh, let's see, is, is Kenny involved in the producing? Yeah, Kenny Laguna, Richie Cordell, and Glenn Kulatkin. If I'm saying it right, I want to believe it's Kulatkin. Yeah, I think it is. All right, Mike, what's your first tune? Um, I picked a deeper track. Good, because I. You know, you heard the other stuff all the time. Sure. But uh, I, when I was going through the deeper tracks, getting more familiar with them, I liked uh, I'm Gonna Run Away. And I like it because it starts with a just a classic Keith Richard riff. All right. Uh, now, I hope I took it from the top. I might not have taken it from That's the top. Fine. That, that's okay. Okay, let me see where I took it from. Gives viewers. All right, that's good. Yeah. 
and that is a Jet Laguna original. So, Ooh. good job. Good well, job. Well, I like how they did the, and again, this is back to the Keith Richards, the guitar interplay is very much like the classic Stones, Keith McTaylor, the riffing and the, you know, and the, the kind of slide guitar in there. Yeah. And I really, I just love that song. And again, she puts, she, it's punk, but it's got a hook to it. Yes. The drums help out with that a lot. I mean, the guitar and drums speak out so much with her singing and it helps to find the song so much more, I feel in some ways, than her own voice at times. Yeah. I got to be honest. I'm actually shocked that this album didn't sell more than 1 million copies. Well, now, I looked up another thing. As what did you find out? <laughs> Worldwide, 10 million. All right. Interesting. So when right. you go from being, you know, a somewhat popular, mm-hmm. semi-popular debut, and then 10 million. My only thing is I go through all this stuff. It's like, you never touch that again. No, but, where do you go from there? You know, but yeah. Unless you're U2 or some yeah. <laughs> band that always sells millions. Exactly. All right. My song is also a Jet Laguna original. It's called Victim of Circumstance. Ooh. All right, on to album number three. Again, it's called Album. If you bought it on cassette, was it called cassette? I don't know. I hope so. I don't know. I hope that so, would be too. That cool. Yeah, I don't think so. But, but you, Mike, you do not, you're, you're disagreeing. You do not think it was. Oh, I, I'll and agree. I think that was right before the advent of really CDs came into the market. Either. I know it wasn't called CD. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, I think the I think the record company dropped the ball with this album. I think this is a great album. Mm-hmm. And coming on the heels of... A platinum selling album you you would think that they would the big push would be on for this and i mean it went gold unless mike you're going to tell me it sold eight million <laughs> no, yeah, right. unless, unless my dad pulls something out of his no ass. yeah he no. might have a statistic i don't know about but yeah it went uh went up to number 20 on the charts and sold half a million copies which is not, nothing to sneeze at yeah and the song is called how Al- not the song the album is called album all right such an interesting i know interesting name what do you got uh, jeremy i got I got a good song, uh, Everyday People. And this is a cover. Yes. Yes. I get again, I like the covers that she does. It, it pops out a lot more to me. It was written by Sylvester Stewart. Do you know who that is? Um, I believe so. Tell me it's, who it is. Uh, <laughs> he, he knows I, her covers. I, 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 I know the covers. I am horrible with names. Sylvester if, Stewart is Sly from Sly and the Family Stone. Uh, All right, let's hear everyday people. Good choice, good choice.
You have to be honest. This this is the version I prefer. I prefer her version of this. Yeah, same. I mean, sorry, Sly. I mean, you wrote a great song, but this is the version I like better. I like the hints of horn that you can hear, and that little yeah. sample that you'll see, little bits of horn that you hear, mm-hmm. and that, and like little playground type uh, chant that she has during the song. Yep. It just it it fits so well, and I love it. It's uh, the thing about this these early Joan Jett records is. It's they're just fun. You hear the fun coming through the microphone. Right. She's having fun, exactly. then you have fun. You can sing along, roll the windows down. It's summer music. This is yes. she doesn't make a winter album. Exactly, These are summer no. songs. I think what's even better is that you feel almost like you're in the studio with how the energetic it sounds. Yeah, it sounds like, it sounds it's slick and yet raw all at the same time. I don't know. Grounded, but out there yeah. and spatial. It's inside and out of the box. It's everywhere, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, Mike, I knew you were going to pick this next song. Well, first thing I will tell you before I get started with you that. You picked a dirty song, Mike. I did pick a dirty song. But however, real quick, I think this is my favorite Joan Jett album. And I'm almost, for some reason, I always attract to the album after the artist's big album. I, I like Tusk better than I like Rumors. Do you like Good Trouble better than High Infidelity? I, no, but it's you a close second. Do you like Frontiers better than Escape? No. That I'm, one just, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna prove you. Okay, theory. no, here's my theory. I like, and boy, I'm gonna get ad on this one. I like Fairweather Johnson better than Who Do You Blowfish's rear, crack, rear window or whatever that first album. Wow, job. that is, that album is really like, good. Do you want us to lose our podcast? Like, why are you revealing that? Don't don't at me at Mike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. At Retro Rock Roundup. So there's a there's a Rolling Stones cover on this album. Yes. It's from Goat's Head Soup. The, the, yeah, it was originally the last song on Goat's Head Soup. Um, it is worded differently on the album than the actual lyrics. It is star star. Um, it's it's a classic Keith riff, and it's. Um, it's just fantastic. I love the song. I know it's horrible. It uh, it's not horrible. It's just it, look. It's it, what, what year did uh, uh, Goat's Head Soup was 74? 73. 73? Yeah, close, yeah. And it's the Stones. I mean, they have a song called uh, "Bitch," and they had Brown Sugar. I mean, the Stones could get away with this. I don't think in eighty three. I think this song kind of hurt the album. Did, did this song? Did they remove this song from the I think album? They might. I think they released it only on like the cassette version, or yeah. it was like it was, you know. But um, I give her a lot of credit for trying. Yeah, really. And, cassette version called cassette. And her yeah. and her <laughs> version. This her version of this song is good. I know it is. So did you say the title already? <laughs> star Star. The original title of the song is Starfucker, right? It is Starfucker. Star yes. Star <laughs> yes. Star Star. Here we go.
I love that song. Stop, stop. It is a great stop, song. Stop, stop. Um, great to, don't swear on the mic, Jeremy. Uh, sorry, my phone. <laughs> um, he, um, the, real quickly, if I may, um, when they, the Stones, you talk about how they got away with this. Yeah. However, when they did that 74, 75 tour, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was Dallas or Houston, someplace where, again, the Bible Belt. Yeah. Where at one point they threatened people were protesting and the judge was they were going to go to a judge and get him to, if the big saying that it was going to be pornography and they were going to fine him. Well, I, after all the lawyers, he ended up playing it anyway. They said with relish, yet um, nothing ever happened. But yeah, it was a, yeah. They the, the 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 warning did not scare the stones off. No, it did. They've not. been they've been arrested for heroin. They don't care about saying the. F word. F word. <laughs> All right. Now this is funny. The the song I chose is Fake Friends. And it's so funny because it to me it sounds like this could be a cover of someone else's song. It does. I've heard it before. Yes, it does. But this is a Joan Jett Kenny Laguna original. So here we go. Fake Friends. Is it gonna play? Oh yeah. Oh, it's a slow build. I should have cued it. And then I think she screams. sound in the headphones it sounds fantastic. Like you just want to listen to all your albums just like this exactly through like, the board through the headphones it's so, so death around everything everything is clear around it's so nice i love it it's better even than much better than like ear pods or i what do you call i think it? so AirPod, i yeah, think AirPod. so too and even the headsets that we have at home like you can still hear the other person across the table and this just makes it so much easier to manage. Yeah, I was recording uh, a couple weeks ago, and I said, "Oh, turn! You want to turn your headphones on?" And and the guy said, "I, I can hear." I go, mm, "When you turn them on, it's going to sound a lot different." And yeah. then he did, and he's like, "Oh, Ooh. okay, now <laughs> yeah, I see." The music sounds fantastic. <laughs> now I see. But this music is all really good. It's yep, so like you said, sonically sweet, and you can hear. I think I love the detail that you can hear from these headphones. Yeah. It's Especially cool. in songs like this, where you can hear the crankle, the crankle in her throat. The crankle is that crankle. a is that a term? The I, crankle? I don't know. I like I like saying crankle because did, did you learn that in college? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't don't search it up on uh, Urban Dictionary. <laughs> All right. Next up from 1984, glorious results of a misspent youth. Now, tons of producers on this, and I'm not always on board with that. I like I like when there's like one producer, but you know what am I going to do? Yeah. But uh, Chris Kimsey, who worked with the Stones, 
produced a track on this album uh, called Push and Stomp. Uh, Richie Cordell produces some tracks. Kenny Laguna. Uh, Jimmy Iovine produces a couple tracks. So, I mean, there's a lot of... Uh, Shelly Yakis works as the engineer. I mean, those are the people that work with Tom Petty. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of stuff happened on this, on this album. And again, I think it's another great one. So... We're starting with the youngest at the table, Jeremy. What do you got for us? Well, you called me out already on my on the song. Oh, you picked I, it. You picked I, the Chris Kimsey well, produced "Push and Stomp." Push and Stomp. Yep. And why'd you pick this one? I don't know. It. Just, Did you like the crankle? I like the crankle. All right. Written by Joan Jett, Ricky Bird, and Kenny Laguna. I don't even. I don't even remember this song, so I'm going to be excited to hear I need, it. I need to rehear it again. I think. That's All right, that's let's hear it. You're never going to hear it better than in these headphones. It's amazing to me that Joan Jett can embody this style of music that, you know, from, it's almost like a fifties, a sixties, Yes, you know, like a, like we're at the sock hop where we're, we're at owls on happy days. Like this music fits right in there and it probably comes from her Susie Quattro influence. I and, agree with that. And it was done during a time when that wasn't a popular no, music. No, I mean, not it, at all. But it sonically sounds better than maybe the 50s and 60s sure. in its well, own way. And I, when you were saying about the different producers, and I think some of that comes from a record company, probably for the fallout that album didn't do as well as I Love yeah. Rock and Rolls. So you bring all these people in, and sometimes that doesn't help. But I think these songs sound great. Yeah, I think these songs sound great too. Now, Well, she brought that out into the punk scene mostly. Um, you can't even see that now with some punk bands that are there that they have this 50s, 60s vibe to them because that's what they want from their audience. Yeah. They want them to dance along and thrash about in a more kind of heavy metal sort of sense. And Mike, the song that you picked has a different producer. So you tell the song, I'll tell you who produced it. That is frustrated. At first, I was hoping that when I first looked at it and was listening to this album, and I haven't been a long time, yeah. I was hoping it was the Knack cover, but it's Couple not. The Knack song, <laughs> that would have yeah. been really That's great. That's a title and fight. It would have fit her very well, yep. very well, but it's not, but it's a great song. A Jet and Laguna uh, composition produced by Tom Panunzio. Hey, Tommy, <laughs> come over and produce my shit. <laughs> um, frustrated. Let's hear it.
see, when we do these artist episodes, it's really fun because then I'm forced to go back and listen to music that I love, but I haven't listened to in a while. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was uh, it's fun to get into these songs and these exactly. albums. Yeah, because I think it's really, this is, I really like this song, and it's very, very that punk attitude yep. that she's always done. But again, like you said, Pat, there's very that 50s, 60s kind of sock hop yeah. feel to it, you know. And I know this album made a big drop off. Yeah. You know, but I, and again, sometimes it's just artists not being hip at the time. I mean, you had, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you had Prince, you know, Purple Rain, you had Bruce Springsteen born in the USA and people's listing habits went other ways yep. maybe, but this, you can't overlook great music. Nope. And she's, and she's in a couple albums, she's going to come back up to the top. Yeah, oh, so, yeah. yeah. but uh, right now I am going to play, and this was ballsy to me. She does a cover of Cherry Bomb. Yeah. The biggest song by the Runaways. Runaways, Yeah. And not only does she cover it, she kicks the album off with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's Joan Jett. She doesn't give a fuck. Big ball move. Yeah. Don't give a fuck. That's how I said fuck. (laughs) Fuck. Star fucker. Okay. (laughs) Here we go. Let's hear it. I feel like she was taking ownership of the song. I mean, she wrote it with Kim Fowley. Right. So why not put your own she version out there with you on vocal? And then when you play it in concert, people won't question it. Exactly. Much. And it, it, it sounds so, I actually prefer this version versus the runaway version. I just, do like it, this version it, a lot. I gotta it, be honest. It's, it's up. It's it. Well, I, I'll agree with it. It's like up, up, up in the air of which one is better, but and when it comes down to it, I'll listen to this one more yeah. often. That one sounds better sonically, for sure, in my opinion. And yeah. her voice is very, her vocal is very gritty sounding. Like she's really. Yeah, it's a charcoal. It's putting her effort into voice. it, you know. Mike, that's the crackle. It's the crackle. The crankle. The yeah. crankle. Oh, that's crankle. right. Crankle. The crankle. <laughs> I thought crankle was when your when your ankle and your no that's uh, that's something different. That's cankle. That's cankle. <laughs> that's cankle. Okay. I thought that was a sore. No, that's a canker. <laughs> that's a canker sore. All right, this uh, this next album is uh, is it's called Good Music, but I call it Bad Album. I uh, <laughs> boy, I'm not a fan of this album. How many producers? One, two, three, four, five, six names. I don't even know. Larry Smith, Reggie Griffin, John Ayasso. I mean, bad uh, signs from the get go. Is yeah, what it sounds like. Mark S. Berry is one of the producers. I don't know. I don't know who these people are, and I don't think it's. I don't think it sounds good. I just don't, I'm not a fan, but, but we're going to get through it. Yeah. So, um, but. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This version of the Blackhearts 
is pretty solid. Ricky Bird on lead guitar and backing vocals, Chasm Salton on bass mm -hmm. and backing vocals, and Tommy Price on drums. That's this is a solid version of the Blackhearts. So Jeremy, I'm interested in why you picked this one. Well, um, we were it's talking the about cover this thing again. Yeah. When exactly. I say interested, I mean angry. No, <laughs> go ahead. Um, well. It's a theme. It's a theme that the songs I picked are kind of covers, mm -hmm. and I I appreciate covers a lot because I like hearing people's versions, what okay. they think the song would sound good as, and something about this version spoke out to me. That it's not that quite that I like it. It's more over that it sounded so interesting to me. I think it this this deserves some like some more talking about. It's a Beach Boys cover. Exactly, it's a Beach Boys cover, and it's something that was out of nowhere to me when I was listening to it. I was like, what? I was not expecting that to see a Beach Boys cover on a Joan Jett's album, especially the song that <laughs> that she sang. Yeah. And then, and let's see if it lives up. Let's see if her version lives up to the title of the song. Exactly. Let's find out. People at home are wondering what it is. We'll find out. first cover where i i it's fine i like it but it seems like this is an unnecessary one it really is yeah and wait a minute you picked it how can you say <laughs> now you're going back you're i'm not you're, I, you're I, said, I said this before i didn't say that it was good all right <laughs> i'm saying that i wanted to talk about because there's something about it i was like because i love the beach boys yeah i love the, the like their entire mood that they bring with their mm. music and i especially love fun 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 it, I have it on a few of my playlists, and the, when I heard this, it just had me laughing because there's something about the way that she sings. It sounds plastic and fake. Uh, there's this song that, like, uh, it sounds like a, it's like a really bad car horn at parts. It's just, fun, fun, fun. It's, it's, yeah. it's almost like a commercial yeah. jingle. But yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it does. Uh, we couldn't get the rights to the real song, so uh, we'll, Joan, have the, we'll have the receptionist sing it. Joan, can you just quickly sing up a song for us? We need yeah, this for just uh, work it up a for Pepsi us, honey. commercial. Sweetie, could you work it up for us? <laughs> um, and Mike, the, the one, you, I can't believe you picked this one, Mike. Is I'm there a shocked. reason that you picked this one? I, again, there's, I want to call this album Slim Pickens because there's not a lot to like it. I kind of <laughs> like the song. And I first saw it, and when I first saw the title, I'm like, wait a minute, this isn't Black Velvet. This is Black Leather. <laughs> it would have been a good cover, you know. But this is just okay. All right. But well, I picked it. I'm going to apologize for this right now, but here we go. <laughs> hey, you. <laughs> it's a single stinkaroo. <laughs>
thing. I know. I had this figure just because it was vanilla her ice. rapping. Oh, it's vanilla rapping. Ice's rap has entered the studio at this it's, moment. It's rapping Joan Jett. It's so Holy bad. Holy crap. Well, so it has bad. to be grasping at straws when you're, you know, you've sold many albums, millions of albums, yeah. three albums before, and, you know, you try different things, and I think the record company is pushing different ways. I thought it was just funny. Yeah, it, no, it is funny. By, it's definitely funny. It feels like she's held up by gunpoint, like, sing the song, Joan. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to rap too bad. Your last. You have to rap. You must rap, Joan. It's what the kids like now. It's what the kids like in '86. (laughs) Uh, I picked the the song. I picked this is this is maybe probably the only song I like on the album, and it's because I heard it in the. I think this was in the Light of Day movie. Yeah. With Matthew, not Matthew, Michael J. Fox, Mm -hmm. and this song is "This Means War," and I have always liked this song, but not this album. This is 100% her worst album. Yeah. I mean, I like the album cover, but I don't like what's inside. This is the only one I don't own physically because I bought it and I loaded it into my iTunes and then I listened to it and I'm like, oh, I'll never pull this CD off my shelf and put it in the car or put it in the CD player. I just never will. And so if I don't own something physically, that's usually the reason. Yeah. But every other album I own in, in physical format from Joan Jett. All right. Big comeback. Yes. Big comeback with Up Your Alley. And yes. it's Up My Alley, that's for sure. This is, uh, this is. let me see what this sold. Up Your Alley goes platinum. So it's her second platinum album. And, and Pat, it, we switched because I started really researching. Mm-hmm. I'll let Jeremy go first, but he, because we're doing it in order, but we switched songs. Well, you can, you can, you guys can do, you can call out any song you want. I got them all Sweet. here. No one will know. Okay, well then you do yours, Jeremy, and I'll. Yeah, Mike pulled back the curtain a little bit with his honesty, and I because I ran down a rabbit hole in the song. All right, I, mean, I didn't know about the rabbit hole switch until just yeah. now. Uh, so the song that um, I switched with was uh, "I Still Dream About You." All right, I'll take a listen. Let's listen to it. Up your alley. I can holler and save of the things you can get me to do. <laughs> I hold your picture and your eyelid talk to me, saying, I want you tonight. I still dream about you. I still dream about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still dream about you. 
That's written by Joan Jett and Ricky Bird. Yep. Good and tune. it sounds amazing. I I mean, I still love this song, and it was actually a song I was going to pick, and my dad chose it for um, himself. I love the way this song feels. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a big thing when it comes to uh, an ambiance of a song, and it sounds almost vortex-ish. Like, there's a bit of, like, uh, like I mean, uh, just laying in bed, and just mm-hmm. everything swirling around like that kind of like yeah the, uh, just very nice. Jeremy, sub- are you on drugs? Uh, not yet. Okay, are you uh, taking drugs, Jeremy? This sounds like you're having an acid trip, Jeremy. <laughs> are you on LSD? Uh, I'm let me lying check. in bed that everything's swirling around. Yeah. My, do my we need to do? Hand. Should we do a wellness check, Mike? Uh, do we need see. to? My left hand is not talking. My <laughs> right hand is somewhat let me memory. See. Are your pupils dilating? <laughs> let me see. Uh, but uh, no, and plus it has this really nice "I love rock and roll" feel to it. Yep. And I think that's really good. Plus, sonically, this sounds amazing. Again, again. It's such a big upgrade. Even for my love rock and roll, it yeah. sounds so sonically well done. Now, Mike, the song you picked, I'm reading something. I'm not going to say it because maybe you'll say it, but I'm reading something that I did not know about until right now. Well, Mike, your fa- who's your favorite band, first of all, Mike? Rolling Tell, Stones. Rolling Stones, okay. That's, that's, that's not part of the, Well, that is part of the reason I did yeah. a wormhole search, which you've probably seen now. Um, and this song is overplayed, and I... I the only thing I'm mad about Joan Jett is there's not more music played on classic rock radio. Yes. They pretty much play this song and they play I Love Rock and Roll. And that's and it. That's it. Once in a while you get the Do You Want to Touch and maybe Crimson Clover, but it's yeah. rare. But it's just those two songs and like she has so much more. And with a lot of artists, there's so well, much more I mean, you can... Cheap Trick. It's Surrender, I Want You to Want Me, maybe Dream Police, but that's like, I never hear Cheap Trick. Maybe you guys do because you no, live in the Chicago. No, not even that. No. no, it's just Crazy. the same Not ones. even Dream Police you hear that often. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. I mean, this is a great... Hate Myself for Loving You is a great song. Written by Joan Jett and Desmond Child because right. the record label brought Desmond Child in because they, they needed him. Well, it, and that's what I was... So originally... I looked and found out that Mick Taylor played the guitar yes, solo. Yes. And it's not an amazing, not a huge guitar solo, but it's really good. But I'm like, well, what's more? What? I, so I was trying to figure out why he got hooked up with this. and all, So then I learned more about the song. The song was originally called, she started writing without Desmond. Mm-hmm. And it was called, don't laugh, I hate myself because I can't get laid. And, all right. And, and the record company said that ain't going to be a song. And the producer said that ain't going to be a song. <laughs> so they brought Desmond in because Desmond had, you know, I was made for love of you by Kiss. Mm-hmm. You give love a bad name, yeah. among many others. Yep. And he changed the title to "Hate Myself for Loving You" and changed the words around and you know the music a little bit. Mick Taylor happened to be jamming at another night with the his Jones guitarist Ricky Bird. The, Ricky Bird, thank you, and was oh. kind of invited to kind of join in, and so he did the guitar solo, which I don't think is very well known. Um, no, I didn't know that until right this second. And then it was used for some years on Monday Night Football. They changed the words, and it was a the theme one of the theme songs for like the NFL mm-hmm. football. So she's made some good money off that. <laughs> so you know, I just thought it was funny that it was called "I Hate Myself Because I Can't Get Laid." And I'm like, well, I wonder why that wasn't a hit. Now <laughs> this was all over MTV, Mike. You you and I were MTV kids. Yes, we're of the age. And this is Joan Jett is glammed up in this video. Joan Jett. Never looked this glammed up ever. Like she right. looks fantastic, you know. So first of all, for her to say she can't get laid is a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> you're a fucking famous celebrity, and you're all glammed up and looking hot. So let's hear it. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows the song. It's her second most popular song. It is. Midnight. 
I mean, this is your concert sing-along. This is, is where everyone in the place is singing and rocking. Yeah. She doesn't have to sing. She just let the audience does it. She just let the audience, but and she still does and, it. It's got the and, antenna, no, yeah, no, like you said. It, it yeah. is. Um, the... And it's it's cool when you can kind of when you start listening to these songs and it even sounds better with again the headphones with the headphones. But I mean, when you start playing these, sometimes it's good to take a song that you get tired of hearing on the radio. But if you just play it separately with the other songs in the album, you're like, this is really a good song. Yeah, it and it is. It really is. It helps make it better when you listen to the entire album, especially the songs that you've heard over and over again on the radio. To hear them in the flow of the album, it makes them tolerable. I hate hearing songs. Uh, I've I've had to remove songs off my playlist because of how much I listen to them on the radio. Tell me one. Tell me one you had to remove. Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, I can't stand it. What? Because how I just listen. I just listened to that album today. But I you listened to, to the album. We just no, that's true. Album. I did. You're yeah, right. Much, that, okay. I just I just proved Jeremy's point. I exactly. Listened to, I, I listened to the album. I much rather listen to like uh, the show must go on, or like. Prince of the Universe. It's all right, you don't hear on the radio that often. All right, you're selling me. You're selling like me. Good old, uh, good old fashioned lover boy. All right, I picked. Um, that was a dismissive. All right, I didn't mean to be dismissive. <laughs> all right, all right, enough. All right, enough. Move on. Uh, I picked the other Jet Desmond Child uh, co-write, which was also a video and also a hit, Little Liar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Desmond Child brings that big production. I actually wish he would have produced the whole entire album. I agree. Yeah, because he brings that, the hooks to it. And I do remember this, now that you, the, the video of it, you know. Yeah. And I, the only way I had MTV back then was that my good buddy of mine, my best friend, his dad had, they had cable. No, where we were, we didn't have cable. Yeah. So we would go to his house when his dad wasn't home to watch MTV. His dad wouldn't want to watch MTV. Oh. And we would go there and listen. We'd see all these when he wasn't home. And that was one of the videos. Yeah. My mom called it that damn MTV. Oh, that damn MTV. <laughs> you like that. You like watching that damn MTV. Of course we do. Man, it does date you when I know people at my college campus, I know people who I'm friends with who, does not, who do not know what MTV is. <laughs> it's yeah i know it's sad it is it's sad. rough because that was the no, you know 20. that was that the was... thing man yeah it they was... know it from oh is that the show with jersey shore and oh, jackass Lord. no no it's not it's yeah, not i know that one song you know uh refrigerator oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the only thing that they'll i'll get it they'll, that's the only thing they'll know and now a word from our sponsors 
Hey, I want to give a shout out right now to U-Turn Audio. Now look, a few years back, U-Turn Audio sent me a free turntable and that got me back into vinyl. But ever since I got that turntable, I've been looking for some speakers that sounded to my ear the way my speakers did with my stereo when I was in high school. And I haven't been able to find those. Now I've purchased many speakers. Like I'll, I'll order something on Amazon, try them and they sound like crap and they go right back to Bezos' house. I actually have his address. I send them right to his house. But U-Turn Audio actually makes speakers. And just this past week, they sent me a pair. The speakers plug right into the turntable, turn on the preamp, turn on the speakers, and you are good to go. These are bookshelf size speakers, ultra-low distortion amplification meets classic speaker design, and they are terrific. So look, go to uturnaudio.com, click on their speakers page. They come in black. I have the black. They come in white, and they come in a wood tone. And these things sound great. They're bookshelf size. So try these out, folks. I do not think you'll be disappointed. Now back to the show. All right, moving on. We're going to jump into the next album, which is called The Hit List. Now, I don't know if it was the best idea to follow up up your alley with an album full of covers. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, I think, I think it's, uh, I think she's trying to step, take a step back after how I love rock and roll and albums did. Mm -hmm. She wanted just to take a break. And so by doing that, she's just doing covers, which she's been doing for a while. Right. But now and she leans all into it. All into it. Full. And these are like famous covers. Exactly. I think she's taking a creative break from how good everything else did in, uh, in Up Your Alley. I think it's all right. Okay. There's nothing There's nothing too bad about doing an all-covers album. I mean, I've seen a few bands that I know have done all-covers albums. All right. Uh, is it a good move in her situation after it just coming out with a really, really good platinum record? Uh, that's yeah. up in the air. Because I don't think this sold... I don't think it really sold that well. I don't imagine it selling. Usually artists are doing that. Usually artists are doing that when their career is really down and they'll come back and do, you know, this like Rod Stewart did with those like sure. yeah, yeah. 30s yeah. and 40s songs that my mom bought, um, you know, <laughs> and uh, but I mean like the stand, you know, so I mean they do that, but to follow, like you said, follow up with this unless it was like a, you know, well, this is bound to, it's got to sell because it's covers, you know, but I just, that's just. It's such a risky yeah, move. It is. Uh, and the, and all the covers we're going to play are, are famous covers. Jeremy, what's the first one? All right. You know, this is the other one where I start fitting in a little bit more based on <laughs> my past songs. Um, uh, from The Doors. Uh, love Me Two Times. All right. Divisive group, The Doors. You either love them or hate them. Yeah.
She was even uh, even singing a little bit like uh, like Jim Morrison right exactly. at the beginning when yeah. she came in. Yeah. I love the doors because of how they sound, and she hits that for me. Does it sound like that? Exactly. Yeah, all she right. has the the crank all right for her voice <laughs> <laughs> to fit it. I like. Well, that's these are that's the one song I like type of music I like of the doors are short. Yes, hooky songs. Exactly. I'm not into Jim Morrison reading about poetry of Indian lore or the end that goes on for 25 minutes. And all my <laughs> friends back in the 80s with me, they're all thought that was the greatest thing. Mm-hmm. You know, Jim's still a lot. No, <laughs> I like give me the hook songs. Those are good. You'll take a nice single disc greatest hits of the Doors. Exactly. That's what yes. you want. Yes. Um, Light my fire is a long song, but you like that one. Yeah, it's a hooky. That's a good yeah. song. Yes, that. Yeah. All right, now, you picked a song, but then you told me about another song, so I found it on the YouTube. So what do you want? You want to talk about both of them? No, we'll talk about the other song. Okay. The other one. Um, so, and I don't know what song you picked, Pat. I didn't I didn't pick this one. Okay. Um, but when she, the first thing that kicks off the album originally was Dirty Deeds, right? And right. Then on the, but on the B side, Jeremy, she did a cover of the Rolling Stones' Let It Bleed, and I couldn't find it on anything until I searched YouTube, and it's really good. All right. It's her take on Let It Bleed. All right. Let's, uh, I, I got it queued up song. on YouTube. Let me, uh, let me push play. Yeah. Let me see if we can hear it. It's got the uh, cowbell. I like the cowbell yeah. in it. But I mean, it sounds like how Joan Jett would cover a Rolling Stones song. Absolutely, exactly. it does. Now here's now this now, Mike. You make me. I'm gonna have to buy something. I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna go to EP. EP. <laughs> what what is EP? Why I EP? can't even talk. Extended play. Um, I know that's what it, EP is, but why did I say it? I meant to say eBay. eBay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm having cognitive issues right now. It's okay. The uh, the young Jeremy is sucking the life out of my brain. It's I can't talk. I All right. That, I do that too. Uh, so I'm going. Show. I'm going to eBay and I'm typing in Joan Jet the Hit List. And I'm typing in <laughs> Japanese imports because now I got to have. Now I got to have a Japanese import CD, not EP, not CD. EP. So I got to see if I got to see how if I can find this and how much they're going to charge me for. <laughs> okay, uh, none of these are saying uh, no. These are all the ones. Okay, now I have to I have to type in bonus track and see what happens. I wanted to pop up and say that it's like uh, $85. Yeah, no, it's something like yeah, it's not, it's not even like coming up. Oh. No, how am I going to get those songs? Well, I, well, 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 damn it. Well, if anyone's listening and they have the 
Joan Jett, the hit list uh, imported version, sent me those two bonus tracks. The bonus tracks were Let It Bleed and, and Dirty Deeds extended version. Did you say that? I just knew there was a single release of yeah. Dirty Deeds of that one. I didn't know there was an extended version. Extended version. But okay. I would love I would love that one song. Okay, so my turn. I did pick Dirty Deeds. And I think this version is so good. Like, mm-hmm. do I love it as much as the ACDC version? It's pretty close. I really love this. And if you thought Joan looked great in the Hate Myself for Loving You video, this is ridiculous how amazing Joan looks in this video. I, I love this version and I love, uh, I love Joan Jett and come on the show, Joan. the crankle <laughs> it's a it's a special crankle it's a, it's the deep voice crankle that pops out hashtag crankle how exactly. do you spell it k-r-a-n-k-l-e <laughs> sure let's K's. go with that let's go with the crankle so on this album the black hearts are joan jett ricky bird chasm salton and tommy price uh additional musicians uh, sandy Gennaro from the runaways plays on a track i don't know which one ray davies guitar and oh. vocals i assume that's on her version of celluloid heroes And Darlene Love sings background vocals on some of these tunes. And this really is a hit list. It's Dirty Deeds, Love Hurts, Celluloid Heroes, Tush by ZZ Top, Time Has Come Today by the Chambers Brothers, Up From the Sky by Jimi Hendrix, Have You Ever Seen the Rain, CCR, Love Me Two Times. I mean, this is a hit list. Yeah. Absolutely a hit list. And I wish I like her versions of these songs. Yeah. Because some of those um, hit covers albums aren't very good or they're going through the motions she really put some effort into she did these. she put some effort i agree with you on that i'm mm-hmm. in 100 agreement on the crankle and that she put effort into this <laughs> all right moving on to joan's first album proper studio album of the 90s notorious we got kenny laguna involved we got phil ramone producing we got Paul Westerberg, Desmond Child, Diane Warren, Richie Supa. I mean, a lot of a lot of people mm-hmm. involved in this album. So, what do you guys got for me? Well, to start out, um, I have a, a goodbye. You have a goodbye. I have goodbye. What do you mean goodbye? Oh, that's the song goodbye. I thought yeah, you were leaving the show. Like, I thought oh, you were not quitting. Yet. Uh, you know, you slid the pink slip across to me and you said goodbye. I thought you were out. Uh, you know, it's been a long career. You know, college has gotten busy. <laughs> All right. Goodbye is written by Joan Jett and Desmond Child. So let's hear goodbye.
the album is notorious. It is very hard to find on CD. I do have a copy, but I think I paid a premium price on <laughs> on the website known as EP. Yeah, EP. You, you never know what you could find on EP, that's for sure. Of uh, eBay. I'm making a joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I do like this uh, album. I love this album a lot. I really do like it. Mm-hmm. No, Mike, it what do you got from us, Mike, for us? I've got, from I, us. I've got on this one, I want you, and again, like you said, Pat, these, this basic album might have been a not have been a huge seller. Yeah, but it's these are really good songs on here, and I picked "I Want You." All right, to want. Oh no, that's a different. That's a yeah. trick. Here we go. I want you. good one i kind of like the it's very similar to like cherry bomb and yeah the yeah it call response mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly it has the crowd type feel to it which i do i appreciate with most of her songs so it feels like she's actually singing to an audience we have that <coughs> like the feedback as you said with like mike you need some water to jeremy did you text the brother i did text the brother yeah. don't did worry he's he he aware hopefully he is and there's no reason uh, that you couldn't maybe set your headphones down and go get your dad some water? Well, I am the co-host, sidekick, whatever you may you. call You're also the child who <laughs> lives enough. for free? Uh, for right now. All right. <laughs> I hope Josh brings you that water. Here he comes. Is this Josh? Well, Josh. Thank you well, so much, Josh. Thank you, Josh. Yeah, a mug of water. That works. There Thank you go. And he's we off. should say Josh, is he does the post-production on your podcast. Yes, he does. He is the editor. Editor-in-chief. And I know how much he makes. I'm not going to say... I'm not going to say private. Is he for hire? If people uh, have a podcast and they want someone to help, I him think out? so. He's learning. He's doing really good. He's really taking it to a new level. He's really, right. you know, yeah, getting he into could it. do some freelance work. I, I can yeah. see him doing that. You when know, you when sure. you want tech help, you want a young kid. You don't want an old guy. You want right. someone young helping you. He yeah, yells exactly. at me all the time. You know, about <laughs> dad. <laughs> what did you do, dad? Uh, dad, move. Get what away from me. What are you doing? So Order. stupid. Get out of my room. Uh, that's why I loved in the James Bond movies when they made Q the young younger kid because an eighty year old guy doesn't know anything about tech. Right. <laughs> old Q doesn't know. Make him young. It makes sense. True. Who was the short guy from Goldeneye? I forget his name. Ta- uh, from what? Goldeneye. The short guy from Goldeneye. Yeah. I mean, uh, 007. That uh, Goldeneye is a Pierce Brosnan film. I'm thinking something else than James Bond. Eh, All right. No, I'll edit that out. No, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to edit that out. Okay. <laughs> I picked the song uh, that Joan wrote with uh, Paul Westerberg of The Replacements. I'm not going to say The Mats. I'm not going to say it. I'm going to say Replacements because The Mats doesn't make any sense to me. They're, they're not The Place Mats. If they were The Place Mats, then you could call them The Mats. Yeah. They're The Replacements. All right. This <laughs> song is called Backlash. It's in my top five Joan Jett songs. Mm-hmm.
And Joan looks cool in this video too. She has like a little, she has a bob. She, mm -hmm. ha she always has amazing outfits for her videos. I, I always know. find that. Now she's all back into the leather. That's the yeah. whole thing now. And that's fine too. Once you go leather, you never can go back. <laughs> Is that true? Is that how the phrase goes? As long as she doesn't go back to black <laughs> I think leather. That's how that... the phrase goes. Uh, yeah, I don't. <laughs> you're, you're, it's a lot of hashtagging tonight. Dad. I know. Once you right? go leather, you never go back. Crankle. Crankle. I, I hit it up. What can I <laughs> say? As long as she doesn't go to Black Leather, that song again. Oh, <laughs> no, boy, oh, boy. Don't make oh, me don't cue up the stinkeroo me. sting again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to the album called Pure and Simple. Three years later, no longer on Epic. She's now on Warner Brothers Records, which is still great. Yeah. And um, they were probably expecting big things. There's some cool tunes on this. Jim Valance has some co-writes. And Desmond Child again. And uh, what do we got? What do we have? Jeremy. Oh, uh, well, you know, listening through this song track, and uh, something just stuck to me uh, in, in my head, figure, figuratively, literally. Uh, and, you know, it, I couldn't get it off. You know, it was like glue, so I chose rubber and glue. All right, here we go. Nice ramp up. Tune, good pick. I love the stereo feedback in that song. Yeah. The guitar pickup, it's oh, it's it's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's why I love punk. It's why I, it's why I love punk. It's who's your favorite punk band? Oh, put me on the spot. Yeah, like just that. one. You gotta know. You gotta know your. I favorite. don't. I don't know. I think, I, uh, who's your favorite? Clash. You clash. It's you always clash. 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 clash is up there. Um, I actually, it's not really just a single band. Um. A thing I listen to a lot is uh, there's a game that came out called Sunset Overdrive, and it's entire it's a video sound, game. It's a video game, or is that a board game? That's <laughs> <laughs> a board game with music. Yeah, it's uh, a video game. Okay, it's a video game, and the entire soundtrack is all punk. Okay. And I, I listen to that on repeat. So. It's uh, but you can't buy that soundtrack. It's just the soundtrack of this video game. Yeah, exactly. I don't okay. think you can buy it physically, um, right. but it's a wonderful. The songs on there just stick in my head the clash though would be and something i would be able to name mm -hmm. uh as a good good punk good punk band all right good 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 uh mike you're up next but i want to ask you a question did you track your steps today when you were at uh universal studios <laughs> i did not but we did a lot you gotta have you gotta have like twenty thousand steps today oh my god it's great yes yeah, yeah since i haven't been on my feet with the wedding and this I, my normal three to four days a week at the gym is mm -hmm. out which is kind of a nice little break but uh yeah but today you got you got to work oh, out it was here. great and plus you're in the heat you're beating it down on you yeah no, it was murdering fun. it's it murdering you. it's killer yeah all right now mike you picked the song i would have picked because i this again this is maybe top three joan jet song it's for a me. great song i love this wondering. so much yes wondering okay you look if if you've never heard this song folks you're gonna love it i swear to god i read the head. 
have released that as a single. That thing is buried at number nine out of 12 tracks on this CD. Really? I know, and it's good. And, you know, I'm very impressed that though she didn't have record sales for quite a few years, she mm -hmm. kept releasing albums and the record companies letter and she produced fantastic music in this yeah. time and not a lot of people may have been listening or they fell out of you know now you're into 90 you're into grunge and yeah whatever else. fell out of favor you know but she kept doing great music yeah i agree i agree uh the song i picked off this album is track three written by joan jett and kathleen hannah and this song is called spinster she might say the f word There was. I'm a spinster. Jet will be on tour this summer. She'll be on that big fucking dirt bag Motley Crue tour. It's Joan Jet, <laughs> then Poison, then Def Leppard, then Motley Crue. Um, I assume Joan Jet is in her car and home before Poison even gets on the stage. I can't imagine yeah. her even sticking around. The good for thing any with of that. that show, though, is you're pretty pretty much just gonna hear hits. From you're gonna hear hits gonna, for sure. There's no songs to run out and no, get a beer. No. Because gonna. it's gonna be from the beginning to end, how much songs can each one of those bands play when yeah, it's I four mean, of them? Uh, I mean, Joan Jett will probably do 45 minutes, Poison, an hour, and then I bet 90 minutes from Def Leppard and 90 minutes from the crew. Yeah. And I don't know how the crew is ever gonna follow Def Leppard. I, no. don't, I don't even know. I mean, so many people are gonna be beating the traffic or else there might be a lot of traffic <laughs> after Def Leppard. Well, yeah. Yes. And you talk about, so when I saw Joan Jett and she's older, yeah. and she had younger band members, yeah. but she still sounded great. And this yep. is, you know, and I think what I've seen recently, she still sounds great. I happened to see Vince Neil open for another band a couple summers ago okay. before the pandemic. He has young band members yeah he's got the band members from uh from slaughter the the guitar player and the bass player from slaughter yeah, this really young drummer who was excellent he's horrible vince oh, is horrible oh my god Sad. yeah you saw zoltan cheney on drums he throws the drums yeah and, yeah, he's, yeah he's amazing he's amazing yeah. he's my he's my friend lisa haskins that's her brother-in-law so she oh. took me to see the vince no can't say words tonight, Jeremy. Vince Neal show out in Pasadena, and we were backstage the whole time. And uh, and and yeah, Vince just like I'm like, are we gonna get to meet Vince? She's like, mm, it all depends how Vince is tonight. And he just like walked by. He's just oh. a, a. But you can dick. get his autograph on EP. Dick. You know, you on EP, somewhere. I'll buy it. No, I don't need Vince <laughs> Neal's autograph. Yeah, but I just don't. Motley Crue's never gonna follow it's Def never. Leppard. I don't care how many bombs they blow up, and if Tommy Lee, you know. 
swings from his penis from the drums. He's just never going to. He's not going to get the audience no, he, there. He no. can hit the gong with his penis and people are still going to leave. Yeah. yeah. Either from that or from. Def Leppard will be good. Yeah. They're and always I've solid. Seen, uh, it sounds like a good concert. It's just the way they have it set up is too much. Yeah. I saw Brett Michaels last year. And he he still fun. brings he's it. He's very yeah. good. Oh, he can sing great. Yeah, yeah. he still brings it. He, and Brett looks good. He's mm-hmm. in shape and tan. And uh, and Poison's going to play all those hits. And you're going to be like, wow, I forgot all the hits that Poison wow. has. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Lord. Yeah, I that's... mean, I'll only go if I can get free tickets. And then I, and I will yeah. be heading to the parking lot. I'll stay for about three Motley Crue songs to see the train wreck. That's then, my wife's. This is my wife's jam, though, those bands. That's the. I was about to say, this is this is She's hair metal. She's that, younger than me, and she's hair metal. She loves it. Oh my God! Are you you might be going to this thing? No, I'm going to be sounds, going. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Okay, we're going to take a detour here because I want to play. Uh, Joan had a greatest hits album called "Fit to Be Tied." Yeah. And she did this song. It's one minute long, and you know it from the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Oh yes. Who can turn the world on with a is fun thank it you is. for playing that i forgot that she had done that and that's a great song yep. and she does a great version of it it's just one minute of fun i remember picking up that greatest hits album and i was like wow that's really cool i love it uh now the na- did you yawn on my show into the I microphone did, yeah how dare you oh man you, I, uh, we're older than you we're not tired yeah pick up right. the pace ah, I'm not i mean we can't i can't form a sentence but i'm not tired <laughs> yeah, you know i'll just search it up on ep while crankling it up <laughs> oh how dare you all right <laughs> now the next album on her discography it says it's called naked but that was only released in japan so we're not gonna we're not yeah, gonna go with that, that. We'll yeah. right. Pass over we're around. jumping into the 11th studio album called sinner so yeah right here what do you guys got um i have uh you can't get me and why did you pick that song um i i liked it i liked it you know i did something special i don't it. have it on here okay let me look i don't have it did on i my have list. it written down wrong no, uh-huh. it just might not have made it into the playlist. Don't worry, yeah, I'll find it. That's okay. Even with my cognitive issues, I can find it from you the know, album I'm, Sinner. I'm basic when it comes to descriptions like that. Uh, uh, say it again. What was it called again? I, uh, You Can't Get Me. Yeah, I don't see that on this album, guys. Ooh. Okay. 14 what did you do? We were going through it. Maybe I... We were, I, I yeah. yeah, I don't see it. Maybe I... Wrote it down wrong. Maybe when he wrote it. it down well, wrong. we can just we can just we can just go to Mike. Mike was prepared. Jeremy wasn't. <laughs> Mike, what do you got for us? Sorry, Jeremy, you snooze, you lose. <laughs> um, everyone knows. Everyone knows. Here we go from the album Sinner. So here's the deal with this album. 
eight of the songs that are on Sinner were on the Japanese-only release called Naked. Okay. So that's what's going on here. Uh, producers on this album, Kenny Laguna, Ted Templeman, and Bob Rock. So, And the song that we just played was uh, produced by Laguna and Bob Rock. Hmm. So you brought the rock, literally. Literally, Mike, you brought the rock. the rock. Are you trying to find out what the what the mistake was with the song, Jeremy? Are you just no? Nope, he probably just, gave it to me. Maybe I wrote it down. He gave you a list. Maybe I'm, I don't I know. I wrote the wrong one. Happened. I wrote yeah. the wrong one down or something. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. For Jeremy, I'll pick, I'll pick Jeremy's song. Go. I'll go in blind. Yeah, we'll get. We're gonna play. Going the, blind. She does a version of ACDC by The Sweet. So let's hear this. This was a comeback album, really, because it was like 12 was. years between albums. I like when I see that in an artist, and I think you actually chose a song that I did listen to. I was like, ah, you know, oh, I don't cool. know. And you're a sweet fan, Jeremy. I yeah. am. I was impressed that one day he came home from a record store and had, does it, uh, Desolation Boulevard. Boulevard. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I love this album. Like, And I don't even have that album. That's a, I'm like, that's a great album. And then you're proud. Um, you're proud when your son comes home with that. Yeah. Right? One of my, my favorite songs is Ballroom Blitz. That's a yes, great song. It's a great song. Undeniable. Exactly. Uh, I exactly. I'm following the theme of covers. I, I I heard that. I was like, that's amazing. Well, I love hearing that. My song from this album is a cover. Also, it's a cover of the replacement song "Androgynous," written by Paul Westerberg. I'm not going to say the mats. And say the replacements. Replacements. And this is this was produced by Ted Templeman. Ooh. What I don't understand is she gets in the room with these big producers, but then they just produce a handful of tracks. I don't know why she doesn't do a whole album with these guys, but this is androgynous. Then it's another long gap for Joan Jett. Seven years, 2013. Yeah. This is the first time I saw Joan Jett in concert. She was my one of my bucket list shows. It was uh, She was on my bucket list, and so was Elton John. And thankfully, I've seen both of them. But I saw her at the House of Blues in Los Angeles. It was great. This is the album she was touring with. And did you guys pick anything off of Unvarnished? I don't think we, we did. did. We did not. Because I didn't find it. All right. Yeah, I'm I'm you were looking in the wrong place then. <laughs> not on EP. It's Sorry, not, EP. Well, not on EP. Not on EP. Okay, well, I'll play a song sure. that's Go fantastic. Sure. Co-written with Dave Grohl. Nice. Produced by Dave Grohl. And I believe 
Dave Grohl plays all of the instruments on this track. It was the single, and it's called Any Weather, and it's great. Dave Grohl to work with everyone. Yeah. Yeah, he's amazing. He just brings something that gets the artist excited and it's all it, good all the time. It adds so much to this song. Yeah. Just the instrumentals alone. It's all Dave. Exactly. Joan. Unbelievable. Dave, Dave knows what the hell he's doing, that's for sure. All right, we're coming to the last studio album. Last studio and it's album. called Change Up. And it's how many years between albums is this? Nine years. This thing just came out last month or in March, March twenty fifth. Yeah. It's called Change Up, and this is a this is an album of twenty five of her own songs that she's doing acoustically. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now look, I wish that this was a brand new Joan Jett album, but it's not. That's not what she gave us. So let's enjoy what she did. So Jeremy, what's your first song? Um, I have, I'm going to run away. And you already chose this song or did your dad pick this song? I, think, I forget. Um, no, you think you chose I it. Think you I chose, chose it twice. Song. Yeah. I do you chose love this twice. song? I do. This um, has got to be your favorite Joan Jett song then. I actually know my dad chose it. No. Uh, yeah, never mind that. But yeah, no, I, I mean, I think cause I, I mentioned this was a close second for mine. Right. Um, and yeah, no, I, it was just a good song, and I liked it better acoustically, actually. All right, let's hear what she brings to it acoustically. I guess I could listen. I mean, the production's really sharp. Yep. I can't take it, this is getting silly. Can't find me no tranquility anymore. I just can't get through to you. We're faking it. Time to admit it. You make me feel like an idiot all the time. There's nothing left for me to do. No, so I'm gonna run away, and I'm never coming back to you. No. Now look, I like this album. I just would, I just want new Joan Jett material. I think so. what's nice. I mean, I understand wanting new Joan Jett. Mm-hmm. I think what she did here is that because so long between albums, her voice has changed. I think it sounds good, though. So it sounds much. great. It sounds yeah. great, but she wanted to change it up and just see what it's like to play her old songs and how that would react with her audience with how her voice has aged. Well, it sounds good aged to me. Like fine wine. 
It sounds good to me. And now yeah. this next song, Mike, I know why you picked this. Yeah. You wonder why it is. No. Who's Real. your second favorite artist? Is this your second favorite artist? The yeah. guy who yeah. wrote Bruce this? Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, from a boy from the small old town in Illinois. I yeah, I relate. late. I really think that it's, if you're hearing, though, like just electric guitar all these time and drums, it sounds really refreshing mm-hmm. and that she can play these songs well acoustically. Yeah. Um, but uh, yes, I... Uh, I found the Rolling Stones through my sisters that were older than me. Okay. But I discovered Bruce Springsteen on my own by listening to a little clock FM radio when FM radio was cool in Chicago years and years ago. (laughs) And they were playing Thunder Road. I'm like, who's this? And that been hooked ever since. (laughs) Um, You know, uh, Light of Day doesn't get as much airplay as a lot of other Bruce Springsteen songs. It was from the um, Michael J. Fox movie. Called Light of Day. Light of Day, thank you. Um, but I like it, and I also like it. He played it a lot with with uh, the other band. It wasn't the E Street Band, um, which I think is really good. Some people don't like that, but I like that. Yeah, I like lineup. that too. Yeah. But, uh, and you and I were just happened to be at the same uh, Human Touch Lucky Town show in uh, Tinley. It's in Tinley Park, Park, right? Right. Yep. We didn't know each other. I lived in Chicago for six years. Mike was in Chicago, obviously, and we just just from talking. Yep. We were yeah. both at that show. Yeah, and it was that, and it's a great song. It's a great crowd song for yeah. Bruce. He gets the whole crowd going, and he plays yep. it forever. And you know, so Bruce wrote this song. He gave it to Paul Schrader, who I think wrote and directed Light of Day. He gave this song away, and then eventually we heard some versions by Bruce. But this is Light of Day acoustic, Joan Jett version. We're laughing out of the woods for six days and nights now. I'm a little out wide, but I'm feeling all right now. Got some money in my pocket, I won't need a ride, yeah. Got a big cheddar car and a baby by my side, yeah. Well, I'm a little out wide, but I'm feeling okay. Got a little lost down along the way. I'm just around the corner to the light of day. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Good. Very oh, good. Sounds. She just sounds so amazing yep. with the acoustic cover. This album's called Change Up. It's uh, there's no physical release yet though. Sad. It's just uh, it's just digital, and it's 25 songs, so it works. Lots of stuff. All right, the song I picked is song you picked. Good music Ooh. from the album that I hate. Yeah. But I like this acoustic version. Everyone with I can see is getting right in tow. Trying to be someone that everyone will know. Now there are things that I believe in. I never sell my soul. It always feels so good. I need good music. Good, good music. It always feels so good to hear good music. Good choice, Pat. Thank you. Amazing choice. Now, 
I want to thank Mike Wiles because Mike actually got me a present at Record Store Day. I was not expecting this. Mm-hmm. There was a single disc album release, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, Record Store Day only. It's just called Acoustics. And it has, I believe these these songs are not on this change up, I don't think. I don't, I don't think, think so. You Drive Me Wild, You Don't Know What You've Got, School Days, Fresh Start, I Hate Myself for Loving You, Androgynous, and Bad Reputation. So uh, that was nice, Mike. I appreciate that. Uh, I appreciate perfectly the, with us doing this episode. Yes, it does. I appreciate the the effort, and I appreciate the present. I haven't listened to it yet, though, because for me, it uh, during the week when I'm doing a bunch of stuff, I don't have time to sit down and put the vinyl on. That's mm-hmm. on the weekend. Mm-hmm. That's the weekend. I pour That's a sweet. giant glass of gin. No, I don't do that. Uh, uh, but yeah, I like to just sit down and, and really enjoy it. So I'm looking forward to listening that. Hopefully, hopefully, I'll listen to that this weekend. All right. Gentlemen, what'd you think? I liked it a lot. It was fun. I liked it too. This was good. I like Jet is a very particular choice, I think. I know. I rammed it down your throats. I made you do it. It worked. It worked though. We made made it. I made you do it. Next time Lou Reed. No, I wouldn't do that (laughs) to you. Next time we do this, you'll get to You'll get Mike and I, uh, you know, look for our, uh, we covered all the Rolling Stone live albums. We did. And we did yeah. that through Zoom. But Mike, isn't it, this is better in person. Oh, this is much better. This is so much, much better. better. Headphones and everything. Yeah. And, and Pat, I want to thank you because, you know, you're the kind of reason I'm doing this podcast. And it's because you, you kind of, I started listening to the, your podcast and like, this is what I want to do. <laughs> and this is how you, but you have, here's the reason why. You listen to and your guests, mm-hmm. and some we know from our name that tune group sure. and stuff. You know, you're not music snobs. No. You're willing to listen to anything and pull all the good and bad out of it. But we talk about it, and you go into detail on albums, whether it's you know Brian Adams or you know something like you know uh, uh, what, what's the name of the band you guys just did um, Kiss. Kiss, or even um, when you did with Kyle, um, Iron Maiden. Iron, thank you, Iron Maiden. My God, my mind was going. Iron Maiden. I mean, but you'll find things you like in that, and I let you talk about these things, and like I really connect with this podcast when I listen to Rock Salma. Well, I really connect with this, is, and it really helped me kind of shape what I kind of wanted to do. I found a format, but I found some really great people between you and your guests, and now going on the. Um, Name that tune we started during the pandemic. Yep. I jumped in on that and met some amazing, amazing people, people in there who have music knowledge way beyond. I mean, I know these classic rock songs pretty fast, and I don't know why I know them. But Shh, you don't know, tell people that, that they know more than we do, Mike. Don't tell we them. Won't tell. But I mean, they, 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 some of these things they come up with that you know they'll know you know songs from the forties, or they're going to know. <laughs> I know. You know. I mean, or whatever it may be. You know, deep heavy metal songs and they'll know on the first beat. It's amazing. I know. It's it's ridiculous. It is. It's ridiculous. But, uh, well, thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. And it's just, you know, music is, is, it brings everyone together. It does. It's fun. This is not work. This is fun. This is not work. This mm-hmm. is fun. And I, um, it's a little bit work for Patreon people. It's a lot of work. It's very, very <laughs> difficult. It's very hard. Okay. So where can we find you guys? Tell us, tell us if you're uh, Jeremy, if you're on Twitter or Instagram, whatever you guys oh, yeah. want to tell us, do it. So I'll do the quick, uh, uh, plug in so you could find us on facebook and instagram at retro rock roundup uh we post mostly on facebook and we do kind of updates on instagram uh you can listen to us and on, on uh spotify amazon music ipodcasts um and i think there's a few other places but yeah. i forget um and then 
Uh, you can find us online as well at www.retrorockroundup.com where we post all the episodes where you can download them. And mm-hmm. it's a really nice website lately. We actually just got it updated as well. Oh, good, good. I don't know if it's fully updated yet. It's but Well, maybe by the time Twitter this drops, too. it will be. Hopefully. Yes. Yeah. And uh, in what days do the new episodes drop? Uh, we have new episodes dropping every Tuesday. Occasionally we'll have a bone episode Thursday, mm-hmm. but mostly you have uh, episodes drop every Tuesday. Okay, cool. Not specific time, but whenever Usually Josh in the gets morning. Um, <laughs> yeah, Josh. Poor Josh. Um, <laughs> Josh, he didn't even want to bring water in here. He, exactly. You know he's hating his life. When Sometimes he's- I will give Josh, you know, and again, he's doing homework and Xbox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, I'll give him, you know, a podcast and usually i give them you know friday saturday sunday get it done for tuesday so okay. it's out tuesday but once in a while i'm like oh i can do this bonus episode you know, <laughs> can you do it on a wednesday night and he's like i got homework to do but he does it he does a great job with does he it. get paid Charges. for the bonus episode yes, too? he does oh, oh yeah. boy he does Charges extra right. yeah. yeah and uh but no i mean i did follow it when we first talked about this you said a good idea is to have it every week because people get used to listening on a certain yep. day like you listen to Pick certain tv shows yeah and we've we've stuck with tuesday We've had them consecutively, and we've been able to throw in some bonus episodes, um, you know, which is kind of nice, mm-hmm. um, especially if it's like a newer artist that may not, you know, that wants to get stuff out right away. I'll put it on the Thursday bonus yeah, episode. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good yeah. idea. You know, and uh, but no, it's really been fun, and we have a lot more stuff planned, and yeah, yeah. we're really excited All right. about it. A lot of good stuff well, up ahead. Well, keep, uh, keep pushing. We will. And we learned that from Mario Speedway. We did, yeah, yes. literally. Um, yeah, I'm like a maniac with the scheduling. Like it's every Thursday. Like I op- I upload it to my hosting site, and I, it's going to drop at 1 a.m. Pacific time, which is 4 a.m. on the East Coast, and that's it. That's what it is, all the time. Yeah. Thursdays, 4 a. You know, 1 a.m. and 4 a.m. Because I'm a maniac. I'm an idiot. <laughs> but uh, okay, so you can find us at Rock Solid Show. And go to rocksolidpodcast.com for all things about the show. And of course, thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, Mike, from the thank Retro you. Rock Roundup podcast. And of course, the playout song can only be one tune, the most popular Joan Jett song of all time. It's a cover, but it's so much her song that most of us don't even know it's a cover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here we go. I love rock and roll. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you. Thank you. I knew he must have been about 17 He was strong, playing my favorite song And I could tell it would be long that he was with me Yeah, me And I could tell it would be long that he was with me